I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. In this podcast, we talk about the joys of motherhood as well as the experiences that have altered us along the way. We've created a safe space to talk about the hard and unconventional alongside the beauty, and we want you to feel confident in the decisions that you make as a mother. Welcome to the Motherhood Collective Co. Let's talk. Welcome back to the Motherhood Collective Co. Welcome. It's February. Well, oh, it is. Today's February 1st. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's February Which is 1st. so fun, right? Yeah, I know. I have, do you know what's so funny is last year I went to Hobby Lobby and bought so many things to yeah. make like paper valentines for Noah to make yeah. paper valentines. I bought like jello molds. I bought plates. I bought all kinds of stuff and I lost the bag. But when we moved, I found it. So I have it. And now it's like a little present I'm going to open. Oh, it's going to be like the best (laughs) Valentine's Day ever. Because we're going to open it tomorrow and start using all of our cute Valentine's Day stuff. And I bought it a year ago. So didn't even have to spend money. In case my husband's listening, I didn't even have to spend money. (laughs) Let me just say that again. Yeah. Um, I love Valentine's Day. It's honestly one of my top three favorite holidays. I know. And we both do something different with our kids. You want to tell? Because I saw you share your stories. Um, what do you do? Yes, I, so starting today, like she'll get a paper heart on her door, Mm -hmm. um, every morning. That's like a little Valentine's thing from me, a little Valentine from me that just says something that I love about her. So then by the time Valentine's day comes, she has 14 last year, 28 because Chase also made 14. (laughs) We'll see if he has the time this year, but um little valentine's day like things on her door and then the morning of we do pink pancakes um we make love bugs we make valentines for all of her friends and then we either like drive around pass them out or just whenever we see them mm-hmm. um yeah we do crafts paint nails just like all the pink fun things we wear pink i'm so excited like, to have a girl but yeah make no. cookies we always make cookies too yeah we do a lot of the same things but instead of every day he gets something we i last year i guess i've done it for two years i write out a bunch of hearts like things that i love about him mm-hmm. and then we stick them on the walls leading to his gift on valentine's day morning so when oh, he wakes cute. up valentine's day morning he like picks the heart and we read them to him yeah. and he pulls them and it's all the way until his gift which our house is a light a longer way this time so yeah it's gonna <laughs> to be a trek <laughs> But, but it, it, that's really fun. I, I love, love that. that. It's such a it's such a fun holiday, I and know. I have such fond memories. My mom always used to have a little Valentine on the kitchen table yeah. every my morning for too. us, and it was just sweet. I feel like that's one of my biggest memories from my childhood was all of our Valentines. I can remember because I have like this crazy memory, and it might be a trauma memory. I'm not sure, but like where I can remember things from literally 18 months old. Yeah, like down to that, what I'm wearing. That's amazing. And so one of my first memories of Valentine's Day, we got the Hercules VHS tape. Oh my <laughs> amazing. And so um, uh, just that to say that I always try to get Noah to watch Hercules on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I think it's like nostalgic for me. That's really cute. I love that. <laughs> I know. Um, but this week, so we are doing a Q&A and I said anything goes and um, you guys last a lot, a big array of questions. Yeah. So let's do our best to hit these out. Right? Yeah. Best job? Yeah, for sure. So let's just get going. Anything else you want to update us on, Jesse? Um, no, but I was thinking when I said Valentine's Day is one of my top three favorite holidays, I was wondering what your top three favorite holidays are. Easter, Valentine's Day. Go wait. Easter, Halloween. No. <laughs> Easter, Valentine's Day, Christmas has got to be. 
I think Halloween's fun, but not because of Halloween day. I don't really care about Halloween day. I just yeah. like decorating my house for fall. So for that doesn't fall. Really count. Fall is really fun. And like dressing up and going yeah. out. And it just like sweaters. And you know, like it's the change from like all the hot, mm-hmm. hot summer. So I love that, but mm-hmm. not the, I don't really care about Halloween, the holiday. So I'd say Easter Valentine's yeah. day and Christmas. Oh, that's fun. I guess I should love Easter more than I do. I love Easter so much. I try I to make think... it as big of a deal as Christmas. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. But I think I think Fourth of July would take the place of oh, Easter really? for me. I love the Fourth of July. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I think that Fourth of July, Valentine's Day, and Christmas are my favorite. Yeah. But I do love Easter. I love it. I love it because it's like I can celebrate the whole week leading up to it, I and know. I can make every single day special. I and know. I don't know. And I like we do like the um, Jerusalem meal and I think our like I think our miscarriages (laughs) my miscarriage kind of like put a weird thing on Easter for me. Maybe Um, just that's why it's kind of off for a little bit right now. I think it made me feel because well I've talked about that before so I won't go like too far into detail but because like on Thursday the night Jesus was having like the last supper right and nobody knew this burden that he was carrying Mm -hmm. Uh, but he knew I had had the miscarriage already and I hadn't told any of Brady's family yet Mm -hmm. and so like instantly that day I related to that and I'm like huh I mean not the same scope I'm not carrying the world's problems but no but you really felt connected to him I did and Mm -hmm. then that happened on good Friday Mm -hmm. and then you know on Saturday I'm thinking wow like how that it just like blew my mind and it made me feel really connected to him so it didn't really damper it for me i don't think (laughs) you've done that twice now (laughs) why does it happen so dramatically no it popped out and everything create another like blooper reel (sighs) okay i'm just Okay, and we're back. We had a mic mishap. <laughs> so if you heard any of that, or I don't even remember where our conversation left off. Um, I was going to leave my jacket on, but that made me so hot. I had to take it. That was a lot of concentration. Like the tiniest rubber bands through the tiniest little avenues. Oh. And now I'm not going to touch my mic. Even a little bit. And hopefully okay. I don't bump it. <laughs> okay, we're doing this. Okay, we were going to get into questions. So let's do that. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just going to start from the beginning. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So our first question, what does breastfeeding look like after a year? How often before or after meals, et cetera? At a year old. So food before one is just for fun. Once you start building up your child's diet to where they're eating when you're eating, I wouldn't worry so much about milk for Noah. I mean, not worry about it. They're going to be eating milk all the time, but like don't, overanalyze it don't make it complicated Mm -hmm. like it can get a little bit easier kind of the way that food is easy before they're one like oh if I feed you right now it's fine if I don't it's also fine Mm -hmm. so I think um after they're one year old one years old you can say um are they needing comfort are they wanting it are they asking for it that's how I did it with Noah it was just I never stopped feeding him on demand. Yes. And then he eventually naturally weaned. Yeah. He stopped demanding. It was always on demand for me as well. And I honestly think for the average baby, it's going to look so different. But anywhere from one to seven times a day or more, I think is totally normal. Like it's really whatever that they ask for. Mm -hmm. I would encourage if your goal is to nurse for much longer than a year, then I would you know, do more feedings than not because your body's definitely going to be in tune yeah. with your baby. So if mm-hmm. your baby's doing once a day for several months, your milk's probably going to 
dwindle. Yeah. But if you kind of force a few feet, few more feeds than what they want, then your milk will hopefully. Yeah. As continue. long as you're feeding on demand, you're not going to dry up before yeah. their body is ready for it. Right. But it is nice like after a year old when you're like, okay, we're going to be out and about. I can just give you this squeeze pack instead. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a game changer for sure. <laughs> All right. How do you prioritize healthy options when things are just so expensive? You guys, it is so expensive right now. It is so. Yeah. I, when Brady and I got married, we still ate all organic, all these things. Um, but we spent maybe like 120 bucks a week in groceries. I think I'm spending like 300, 350 a yep. week. Or I don't even know if that's facts because like I go to the grocery store multiple times a week. But my major grocery haul is that expensive every single month. It's about yeah it's about 280 to 300 for us a week but that's only our main staples so if i go somewhere else like trader joe's or Or whole foods or something or out to eat yeah Yeah. it's not calculated so honestly i i just think you have to pick and choose what's the most important to you as a family prioritize it above all else and let the other things go yeah and honestly um for us like going out to eat not a priority yeah. We do. I think one time a week we are like, okay, let's get out of the house. Let's go do something fun. That's so, so funny because for some reason I thought you guys go out to eat a lot. No, mm-hmm. no, we maybe don't. it's because you like open my eyes to like, whoa, you can take your fa- whole family out to eat. <laughs> like when we went to Mount Fuji yeah. the other day, I was like, you guys whoa, don't do that? no, like we oh. order in, we're order inners. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> and we play a game or something, we're not. but like the thought of having two children in a restaurant is oh. just much different than one can i tell you because lazy dog has like always been our favorite restaurant yeah lazy dog is, is it's good so for good families, yeah but like noah we would just pack my diaper bag full of cars and noah was would be literally underneath the table he'd be going underneath the table to each seat he'd kind of come out and play like it's just everywhere you know, like my ocd can't do under I the table don't <laughs> let myself get stressed out because like going out to eat is so like it's fun. I don't know. It's like something that Brady and I really enjoy. So I just don't, I don't ever want to look back and say like, I didn't do that because of my kid. He's obnoxious sometimes. You know? I love going but, out to eat with Chase, but I guess I like, I just truly had never thought about taking. Like it wasn't even an option. No. I was just like, why would yeah. we not just like order in and stay in our pajamas, you know? <laughs> yeah. No. But like it's fun. It was fun to go to. Yourself. It was fun to go to Mount Fuji. Yeah, we should do that again. I know. Maybe this weekend. Anyways, um, healthy <laughs> options. So. And here's the other thing. We are so caught up, um, and rightfully so, on like all the organic, all the grass-fed, all of that. If you're feeding your kid like the regular produce and not grass-fed beef, it's still better than, you know, ramen noodles, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Like do what you can afford. Don't put yourself into debt with these things. Mm -hmm. You can still feed your family healthy food on a budget yeah you don't have to go broke to do Mm -hmm. it Um, and don't let people on Instagram make you feel that way you know I do think that having your the food your family eats being a majority of your budget is a good thing Mm -hmm. but like you still need to work within that budget you know totally like that that was just something we decided as a family that that was always going to be one of the most important things Mm -hmm. so we know what we're going to spend every week on that um and that's what it is so Mm -hmm. that does mean like we're gonna say no to other things that aren't as important to us and meal plan it out I think that's also easy we talked about that last week Mm -hmm. but 
um, get yourself a planner and there are lots of really good like meal planning planners mm-hmm. if you want to like buy one, but you don't even have to do that. Just like write it all out on a sheet of paper. Like what are your snacks going to be this mm-hmm. week? Because guess what? We're not a snack household. I don't have snacks in my house. So I have ingredients. So my kid, when he wants a snack, he gets like a piece of ham or a piece of cheese or some fruit. I don't buy like, we're not, I don't know. We're just, I've never mm-hmm. been that way. Um, so I think that's cheaper too when I'm not buying these really expensive yeah. like pre-made snacks. I can just say this week uh, we're having sliced apples or carrots as your option for a snack. Mm-hmm. And I've never gotten any complaints from it. I think it doesn't really know different, but that can also be a way you can cut back mm-hmm. while prioritizing healthy food. Yeah. And I, and I think I have mentioned this before, so I'm sorry if this is repetitive, but it's really worked for me is... Um, first of all, I have a Pinterest board with all of my meals. So Mm -hmm. you know how our parents or maybe like our grandmas had recipe cards and books and all that kind of stuff. I, (laughs) and I love that. And I was thinking like, so I have a Pinterest board of like hundreds of meals, every single one on that Pinterest board I've made. And it stayed there because we loved it. You know that there's going to be a hundred people asking for that Pinterest. (laughs) board. I'm happy to give the Pinterest (laughs) board, but I add to it every week. So I'm looking on Pinterest. Sometimes my meals are repeated from my board that I've already made, but sometimes I try something new. And then if, um, so I pick four meals a week and I pin them all to my Pinterest board. I pick one lunch and one breakfast for the week, pin those to my Pinterest board. If we like them, they stay. If I didn't like them, they'll get deleted. So I can kind of filter through those mm-hmm. less, less thinking through things. Um, I buy, all, I order all of the ingredients for all of those things on my Sprouts app. You don't need to order from Sprouts. You can order from Kings. There's a lot of different places you can order online. I do that because I can get really distracted in grocery stores mm-hmm. and I can be like, oh, this looks fun. This looks good, but it has no plan. So I buy every single ingredient with a plan and a mm-hmm. purpose. So we're buying something and I'm like, I know exactly what meal this is going in, what day. And then by the end of the week, my, my cabinets and my fridge are empty because we're not buying excess. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is like they buy all this excess and then they're like, well, we have this random soup and these noodles and this thing. And it's like, but n- you don't have a meal. Mm-hmm. And so I would honestly encourage you. And until you get to that point, here's a little challenge for all of you. Make do with what you already have in your pantry and your fridge until you literally, literally have nothing tonight. left. Yeah. And when like, you have nothing left, yeah. start from scratch and plan meal by mm-hmm. meal and go from there. I but. could have went to Whole Foods after we went to the park today, but instead I came home. We have um, Costco sells really good wild caught salmon. Mm-hmm. Pr- like they're um, pre what is it? Sliced. They're sliced, but they're um, in a seasoning and it's marinated. Oh, Thank you. oh, oh. Marinated. They're really good. And we had those and I'm like, oh, and I've got a little bit of rice. I've got like five sprigs of asparagus and like these random vegetables. And I just whipped it all up and put yeah. it in and I made salmon bowls with them. So yeah, you can do that too. And also I only, I only make three meals a week. Mm-hmm. So I, and cause for me it's easy. It helps me plan my days like in the week a little bit easier, but also like it's cheaper because I know we're going to eat every single yeah scrap of that food mm-hmm. um and sometimes my husband doesn't love that but you know what he's the one that is always telling me we need to save money so <laughs> and if you need to like add in one of your meals a week is like a vegetarian meal yeah. because meat is the most expensive thing you're gonna buy so those are some yeah. some hacks all right keeping the chemistry with hubby when he works all the time and you have a one-year-old hey <laughs> My husband works all the time. Do you want to say something about this that's going to light the internet on fire <laughs> and convince them that we, like, hate our husbands? It's fine. Uh, I need to be more careful when I cut reels, you guys. You didn't every, say anything wrong. Every week, you guys, every single week, I kid you not, we get a reel that gets, like, 200,000 views or at least over 100, and it's always my big mouth. Like and there's always men. Mean, mean people. Mean men. 
mean men or like people who aren't even parents or some salty mom who is on there telling me that I must hate my life and I'm miserable. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I feel like maybe there's like wives sending them to their husbands and then their husbands are like pissed. So they come and like comment. On maybe that is what it is. I like, I racked my brain. I don't know why we would show up on the algorithm for men. I know. There's nothing about our page that says, if you're a man, come visit. Well, do you know what is actually interesting is that, you know how like the algorithm, we don't really do hashtags. Right. It's like keywords in the real. Mm-hmm. And then I make keywords and then I hide them. Yeah. Well, I've been putting parent and parent podcasts, so maybe it is showing. But up do on men men's page. listen to parenting podcasts? Maybe I don't know. Okay, <sighs> not angry <laughs> men, that's for sure. <laughs> um, keeping up the chemistry, and you have a one-year-old. Let's see. My husband works a lot, and this is something that is hard because by the time Brady gets home, like he just walked in the door right before you got here at eight o'clock. Yeah, and that's kind of an earlier night for him. And by the time he gets here, I am touched out and tapped out and ready to go to bed. So a lot of times, honestly, we just watch a show and go to bed. Yeah. And that's what it is. And that I think is okay. It's a season. Um, But then the time that we do have together, we make it really intentional. And we are very, my husband and I are very good communicators. So something that we don't skimp out on every day is like deloading our day. Mm -hmm. And that's like a really good connection point for Mm us. Um, And we've just gotten really good like talking about intimacy and when each other needs it. Because... Mm -hmm men need intimacy to feel connection, but women need connection to be able to be ready for intimacy. So there's going to be like this tug and pull. Someone's always going to be sacrificing a little Mm -hmm. bit unless it's the perfect situation. But if your husband's working a lot and you have a one-year-old, the perfect situation might not come around a lot. So having that open line of communication where your husband can come to you and say, Hey, I really need this right now. I need to feel connected to you. Or you can come to him and say, actually, I don't feel connected to you Mm -hmm. at all. So I really need to sit down and talk. I think just helps a lot being able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I feel like tapping into each other's love languages Mm -hmm. while he's at work, like is his love language, words of affirmation, send Mm -hmm. him a really long text about all the things you love about him. Mm -hmm. Or is his love language acts of service, do something for him that, um he had on his to-do list you know um or plan some kind of special night say he does come home super late and you are so exhausted like set up a movie night for the two of you in the living room and get the kid to bed early and you know have that even if you fall asleep at least there was that intentional effort and I feel like that's what it comes down to is just intentional effort Mm -hmm. and not getting to the point where you just don't care anymore yeah you know and just you yeah, don't ever let it get there. Can. And I think that's all communication. Don't yeah. let it get to the point. Because a lot of times parents, they've got so much going on that I think it is easy to fall into a routine and oh, totally. to avoid intimacy. And I, know and I think that's the majority of people. I, I yeah. don't, I, I would, I don't think that the majority of people are having healthy intimacy with their partner regularly with kids under the age of five. Yeah. And when they work a lot. And when they work a lot. Yeah. So just... First of all, give yourself some grace. Remind yourself that this is a season and mm-hmm. tend to your marriage in ways that are tangible regardless mm-hmm. of the time frame mm-hmm. involved. And switch stuff up. It's so easy. Um, this is something Brady and I were really good at after we had Noah. We, um, It's so easy to like do at-home date nights so, to yeah, like feel connection. Because totally. it's hard. It is hard to like have that intentional connection when you're just doing the same things you do every single day. So there were um times in our last house where we had a guest bedroom that was all set up and we had a tv in there and we would pretend like we were in a hotel room like go mm-hmm. in there watch a movie like it's a different bed a mm-hmm. change of scenery it could be something so simple like that yeah. or like you're cooking a meal and you set up the table like it's a restaurant 
Um, yeah, I love that. You know, just simple Set up a game, light a yes. candle, bake some cookies before they get home. And yeah. and conversation cards are so great. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? I don't remember the brand of card. Just literally on Amazon, just look up conversation cards because you can find them anywhere. Or look on our freebies. There's some date night questions there on there. There is a freebie. It's um, the 20 questions. Yeah. And those are 20 like intimate questions that you and your husband can be chatting about there's also a game at target called let's get deep yes and it sounds like it's going to be like super sexual but i we i mean we haven't come across that if it is yet but i don't think it is it's just like let's just talk yeah and there's like three levels of questions and we found ourselves asking each other questions if you can believe it or not um that you don't actually you've never actually talked about before yeah so that's the fun little thing yeah to do there, you just got to keep it simple and change up the scenery and be really intentional because yep. it is easy for that to slip to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you build your village? Friends, doctors, faith, etc. How do you build your village? You say yes a lot. Tomorrow I'm actually going on a play date. Well, it's not really a play date because her baby's just as old as Lily and they won't talk yet. But with someone from our podcast, mm-hmm. she's been, re- she reached out and um, we've been chatting a little bit on Instagram and um we're going to meet up. So just say yes. I think I'm the one that initiated. She initiated talking to me and then she told me she was in Parker and then I asked her if she wanted to meet up and she said yes. But she could have said no because it would be easier for her to just be at home with her baby. Absolutely. But she's just said yes and she's going to show up. Mm -hmm. So like put yourself out there. And that was a big deal for me. I have not in my life had like a super easy time making an abundance of friends. I've always been really good at having a deep connection with one person at a time. like I've always had my very small group of girlfriends and I feel like in motherhood that's okay but I feel like it's also nice to have like a Mm -hmm. bunch of people around you because moms are busy yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and they go through seasons where maybe they're not as available Mm -hmm. um so it has been like a huge learning curve to just put myself out there and say hey like do you want to meet up yeah or someone asked me if I want to meet up where I typically would have said no in the past like oh I made make up some excuse but yeah I don't make excuses I just show up and if it's great it's great if it's not I mean whatever yeah, yeah. and I think also like if you get invited to that birthday party and Go. you don't know anybody there just show up yes. and bring a gift and bring a smile or if somebody gives you some kind of recommendation for something like take it and follow up with them or um I honestly, and I think I said this in one of our very early podcasts, I look at every opportunity as an opportunity to make friends. So like, even if you're at the park or you're at a coffee shop, I'm always going to be like talking to a stranger because who knows, like we might really click. Be your best and, and I also just think that that's like a fun way to live, that there's always that possibility and the opportunity yeah. to meet new people, but they're not going to come knocking at your door and show up on your doorstep. So you have to make some kind of an effort. Um, I will say with doctors it took me a long time to build a care team that I was super like my village care team I like how she um worded that but um a lot of time a lot of research a lot of recommendations a lot of trial and error showing up places not liking someone next yes um but I feel like I've after years and years between my dogs myself um, my husband and this is dental eye doctors PCPs midwives pediatricians, um, veterinarians. I feel like I have the full gamut of solid practitioners. And I've benefited greatly from that. (laughs) (laughs) But like even with Molly, our pediatrician, our first appointment. Don't um, go see her, by the way. No, she's done. She can't take any more people. (laughs) She's... 
We sent her I saw her people. and I'm like, uh, I hope you are still taking new patients. She's like, I'm not. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. We just told literally what 50,000 people about yeah. you. It's fine. <laughs> but um, on that very first appointment, I told her exactly what I was looking for. And I was very blunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I told her what I didn't like about my past practitioners. And I asked her if she would be a good fit. And she asked me a few questions. Mm-hmm. And we decided it was a good fit. So you can also do that. Yeah. Like go in for that appointment, that consultation and just be blunt mm-hmm. with exactly what you want mm-hmm. to skip the niceties, mm-hmm. which I have a hard time with as a people pleaser and someone who's not. But it is best to just get to the point, especially if you're pregnant or you're working with yes, a midwife, you don't have time. just show up and know exactly what you're looking for um, and don't settle for less. And with like church communities, I would just get involved with as many things as you can. Like well, actually go is, to church, go to church. And like mops is honestly such a blessing. Their um, organization is not inherently like Christian, but they, they're at, they all meet at, at churches. churches. Yeah. yeah. So you're um, going to find people. Yeah. You have your, like there's an, and has any of like my best friends come from mops? No, but they're just moms that you can sit around and chat with and relate to yes. and have a good time and drink coffee and like eat warm breakfast. And it's like such a gift. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then there's also just like break. I feel like every church has a set of like groups that you can meet in. And even when I was going through like miscarriage, there was a group for, um, miscarriage support mm-hmm. that I met a lot of girls at and, you know, just like show up to things, even if you don't know anyone, like our yes. events, Show up even if you don't know anyone. Yes. And, you know, a lot of times I've met women at church because we're just all out in the foyer with our babies. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, they need bounce <laughs> or they're making a weird noise to fall asleep, you know. Right. And then I see a yeah. mom who has a kid the same age as no. I'm like, do you, do right. you want to like do a play right. date? Yeah. Can we do a play date? Is yeah. that fine? Right. And they're always so excited. I've mm-hmm. never had that reciprocated poorly. Yeah. So, again, it comes back to putting yourself mm-hmm. out there. And then you can build that community of faith women and I honestly have to give my sister a shout out really quick because she did something that I think anybody could do Mm because some of these things are like exclusive to where we live or where whatever she went on the moms of Parker Facebook group and she posted like I'm looking for solid community here are the things I'm looking for I really want to connect with other Christian moms I want to connect with people in my area I want to connect with people who are committed to showing up and showing up regularly Mm -hmm. and not like oh sorry I can't I can't I can't um, she's like, we're going to meet twice a month and it's been over a year and this group of girls and I'm, I've been going every other Tuesday are still showing up. How many girls are in there right now? There's 10, That's maybe amazing. 12. Yeah. We started with like 20, but yeah. like, of course, you Some know, fall out. Um, and I just think there's something so special about being committed and showing up even when you don't feel like yes. it because our generation is so bad about that. I know. I know. Just show up it and is. like. It's okay to show up and not feel like you have anything to give because you probably don't when you're a mom, but just show up and be there and say like my presence is going to be consistent in your life, you know, care enough to Mm -hmm. be consistent. Because that really is what, you know, a solid friendship is built on is Mm -hmm. consistency. So be consistent to receive consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for sure. And I will say one more thing. Go ahead. I think that like for to transition a friend from like, oh, we hang out sometimes to like, you're my person. Yeah. You need to communicate and yes. say like, this friendship really means a lot to me. Yes. Invite them into your inner circle because sometimes that needs to be more of like a formality. You mean a lot to me. Our friendship means a lot to me. I like want to do life with you. Yeah. Open up, be vulnerable and reciprocate their vulnerability. You don't want to like 
you want to be a safe place for people. Yes. And so the more that you can force yourself to do all the hard things, the more you're going to benefit from that. Yes. You know, I agree. how do you cope with not stressing over milestone expectations that your pediatrician has? Find a new pediatrician. <laughs> Um, Well, it depends. There are some milestones that are there because they're going to tell your pediatrician that something's going on if they don't hit them. For instance, well, I'm not even going to say one because I don't want to stress anybody out, but there are. So your pediatrician might have like a genuine concern and talk to them about it. Like at your next appointment, you can say, why are you concerned that she's not doing this right now? What's, what is the concern? And they might come at you with a legitimate concern that might just be, well, she's eight months old. She's supposed to be doing that. Okay. Maybe that's not a legitimate concern, but if they say, Hey, this actually tips us off that there might be a hearing issue or that there might be some kind of, you know, I don't know, X, Y, Z, whatever. And you can probably opt for like further testing. Mm -hmm. Then maybe it is important. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm the best gauge for this because I I don't know if I've. Well, I will say that I think that there's a reason that all of these thresholds are so wide and the Mm -hmm. range is so wide because every child is so different and they learn differently depending on, do they have other siblings at home? Mm -hmm. What are they spending their time doing? How often are they um, exposed to different things? And were they given anything that inhibited their growth or development for any reason? Um, And so there's just a lot of things to consider, but I think, the range of normal is so wide it to is. leave room for the bio of it, like individuality yeah. of every child. So try to give yourself some grace. I know we're all like on the edge of our seats being like, when is my baby going to crawl? When are they going to walk? Yeah. When are they going to, you know, do all these things, but they will in their due time when they're yeah. ready. And it is often overnight. One day they I can't, know. the next day they wake up they're and doing they're doing it. it. And, yeah. um, and also check in with yourself. Do you think there's something wrong? Yes, you know? listen to your gut. Do you think there's something wrong with your baby? If there, if you do, then follow that yeah. until the ends of the earth. But if you, in your heart, know that your baby's just fine, mm-hmm. then also follow that to the yeah. end. Of, like, don't let anybody tell you differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, okay, so right now, actually, Lily, at seven months old, it's supposed to be concerned if they're not saying, like, consonant sounds, like, da, 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 and ba, 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 ma, 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 whatever. And Lily doesn't really do that. She's just a quiet kid. And, um, that could be a sign of a hearing problem, but I've tested her hearing. I know her hearing's fine. So I'm not worried about it. She's going to say it when she's going to say it. Yeah. So I understand the reason for the milestone mm-hmm. because that can tip a practitioner off that the hearing needs to be tested, that she could have like a very bad hear- hearing problem. So yes, is it important? Yes. Mm-hmm. But is Lily f- not fitting in the box because she can't hear? No. So am I worried about it? No, mm-hmm. I'm not, not at all. Yeah. But it is like, it is so intimidating, I think. And if you're, and if you're comparing yourself like online yeah, to other that. moms, it's just, and if your pediatrician's asking about sleep, like just roll your eyes and say what they want you to say, <laughs> because like that is ridiculous. And there's no, th- there's nothing, your baby will sleep. It's developmental and they know how to sleep. They don't need your help with it. So when your pediatrician's asking, oh, are they in their own bed yet? They should really be in your bed yet. It's a really important time for you to start setting down while they're awake, but drowsy. Mm-hmm. Like, should, yeah, okay. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I still have to do that with Molly. Do you have to do that with Molly? No. No, I have to do that with Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I'm non-confrontational, I haven't told her, like, stop asking me that. But <laughs> That's funny. She, she, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's like, oh, and she'll tell me, like, yeah, it's really important for you to put her down awake but drowsy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, best books podcast for a planned C-section. This will be my first. I 
do you have an answer for that? Cause I actually don't know. Yes. Um, there's a book called like my cesarean, I believe it's called. Um, let me just look it up really quick. Yeah, Cause it's actually really good. And then there's also, there's a podcast called the C-section strong podcast that has all sorts of C-section stories on there. And then also like the VBAC link is, although it's tailored towards VBACs, every single one of those women had a C-section to some degree. Um, And while you're looking that up, my doula, um, she's like a trauma-informed doula and she um, has like taken photos of planned C-sections and she's the person who's going to take photos of my next planned C-section and I just think she's really great to follow. She's like, I don't know, she makes me feel good when she even posts about natural birth because she just advocates for women to have a voice in their birth, not for just a vaginal mm-hmm. birth. You know what I mean? So she's Madison dot doula. And I really love that. Um, okay. Yeah. It's called my cesarean 21 mothers on the C-section experience and after. Um, and then there's another one called cesarean birth, a positive approach to preparation and recovery. This is also another topic that Amanda and I have. We are either, and we said this about co-sleeping last week. It's noted in our brains cesareans is obviously another passion of ours and we are either going to dedicate another series or some kind of course about cesareans what to expect and all the way through like recovery yeah so walking you through everything because we've had a whole we've had four between the two of us but we've also had um, all sorts of different experiences throughout those four Mm -hmm. and um, different outcomes different feelings different all that so yeah I think that we have like a wealth of knowledge about cesareans and yeah, we, um, I mean, how can you have more? We've and we, had, we, we will likely, <laughs> we will likely have more. Yeah. Oh, future, I know I have so. to, I can't mm-hmm. try for a vaginal anymore. Yeah. So I will have to, and I'm actually really pumped about it. I'm not letting that be. I know I kind of, I'm getting there too. I'm like, like yeah, I'm pumped. Heck yeah. Like I am never going to have to go through the trauma I've went through yeah. trying to bring my babies. Into I'm the so excited vaginally. for you. And like, it really after my experience with Fledger, I'm like, any birth can be so empowering and positive yeah. and you can literally laugh. Like I'm going to start crying. Cause I was like, <laughs> literally like you can laugh when your baby's being delivered yeah. and you're cut open on a, on a yeah. table. It doesn't it's have to just be wonderful. Traumatic. No, yeah. no, no. So, so good luck you got on your this, mama. first planned C-section. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, another book, podcast whatever so it says best podcasts that focus on toddlers growth development milestones etc okay i don't have a podcast because i I am a fiction or crime podcast girly um but i do have a couple of books before jesse gets into the podcast and i do audiobooks on audible or the libby app they are so it's like listening to a podcast i love the whole-brained child Mm -hmm. i love the danish way of parenting and for milestones, I really love Wonder Weeks. I freaking love Wonder Weeks. You can get the book. I have the book. Um, but you can also just download the app and it will, it gives you so Some people insight. think that Wonder Weeks is such a hoax or some people actually get angry because they're like, how dare you put my baby in a box? I, I think they're great. I think it's <laughs> wonderful. Like today, yesterday, Ledger was a literal angel. And I would say most days he, I can put him down. I can do like, I cleaned for eight hours yesterday. I'm not exaggerating. And my kids were fine. And Ledger was smiley the whole day today. I'm like, <laughs> what it. is going on? He woke up sad. He didn't want me to put him down. He like, it was, everything was yeah. upsetting. I get an email like at 10 AM and it's mm-hmm. like Ledger's entering leap. I think it's like three or four. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh. Yeah. And then it tells mm. you what to expect during their leap and what they're yeah. learning. And it's like, of course, he's learning how to roll over. Yeah. He's like learning how to laugh, yeah. you know, and all it's these giving things. you insight to what they're experiencing. Totally. Because right around Ledger's age, he's like starting to realize that you guys are literally not one single person. Yeah. And that is so sad. And so you can have a little bit more compassion. Totally. You're not just like, what is their yeah. problem? Like, You're why like, why are you crying oh, all day? Like, baby, I like I need it. to help you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but podcast, <clears throat> Raising Good Humans the preschool podcast um and then peds doc talk podcast she will like break it all down and these are just from like google searches that i found quickly for you um and that early childhood development nerd i would just like look into some of those because i think there's it's a huge passion for a lot of people it is and you can listen to a podcast and within 20 minutes know if this is the person you want to totally to yeah to. i mean you guys it's are still be here different for everybody so, so we vibe with you also we have a whole series on toddlers are raising kids mm-hmm. without shame like mm-hmm. we talk so much and so in depth about a, a wide array of topics mm-hmm. with toddlers and mm-hmm. raising them and their development so we've been in so <clears> many <throat> different like baby series lately mm-hmm. that like we have not talked about our toddlers in a long time i know you know i know like we bring them up, but like there's yeah. been nothing dedicated to them. So yeah, maybe we need to like hop back into something one. for a toddler. Moms. But we do have a whole like five episodes yeah. dedicated to toddlers. Um, what made you guys decide to build your own house? We did too and love it. Just so happy for you guys. Jesse and I are both clean freaks and we could not handle the fact. That <laughs> Just kidding. Well, not really. That's kind of a thing. Not- I will say that like we were house hunting for a mm-hmm. long time and I also apologize because I think I said this on our last podcast, but I was just getting really discouraged that for our budget, we would get into a house at the top of our budget and there was still something astronomically yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. And the thought of a new build with the exact same budget mm-hmm. and it has almost everything we could want, like who would not do yeah. that? And like, I just feel like for me, it is always a little bit, unnerving to move into an older home because you just don't know what's going on behind the walls um or in the ceilings or anything like that and um we've been dealing with a lot of things in our current home that we didn't know about because the market was crazy and it was like do you love this house buy it right now or it's gone tomorrow Mm -hmm. we're like okay we're buying it um and so i think that like the thought of having a clean slate and i'm walking physically into my house every step of the way and i'm watching it be built and then, like, we got to write verses on mm-hmm. all of the um, framing, mm-hmm. the framing, and, like, pray over it and bless it. And the fact that nobody has been there also feels like a clean slate spiritually, yeah. if that makes sense. I love the idea of, like, just this light, airy, peaceful space that, like, nothing has filled yeah. yet. And we get to pave the way yeah. for that. And we got to customize our house. So, um, when we within our budget, so we got to make a lot of decisions and make it look the way we wanted to, um, which I loved about that. And I really also love that we were all coming into a subdivision at the same time as all of our neighbors. Yeah. So there wasn't like an established clique, an established yes. group. Everybody's new and it is so social. Everybody knows everybody. We're all texting each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hanging out. No, one can just go outside and there's like six kids for him to play with. Um, cause we're all, you know, we all bought the same price ish house. Right. So we're kind of all in the same, I don't know, stage of stage life. of life. Yeah. Yes. So I love all of that. about buying And I just feel like you're not going to have, like you said, you're not going to have that one neighbor that is like so angry 
that you have dogs and mm-hmm. children because they've been there for 20 years and how dare you exist mm-hmm. around them. It's like, yeah, everybody's in there and everybody's expecting to have a new community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we love it. I'm really excited. I know I'm excited for you. Discipline. What do you do when your kids refuse to listen? So we'll have different answers for this. Um, because we have two different children, so we should have two different answers for this. I just want you guys all to hear that because I don't want you comparing your child to our children, but we can tell you what we do. Yeah. Um, I can go first. That's Go for it. Okay. So we have, I think throughout Noah's childhood, it was a lot of like very typical gentle parenting. I say that in quotations because I think the word gentle parenting gets a bad rap when it's not bad at all. Um, And it was, you know, like I was literally teaching my child from 18 months to three years old and beyond three years old what his emotions were. Like you're feeling angry right now. Like labeling his emotions for him and helping him work through them. Now at four, um, we started getting into this thing uh, right after Lily was born where he knew he wasn't supposed to say stupid. So when he was angry, he was calling me stupid. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. And, well, it, you know, it, it's a little funny. Yeah. And like all my normal things weren't working. Yeah. And cause normally it was like, okay, let's go into this room together. It's quiet. Let's chat this out. It wasn't working. So I'm like, okay, I think I actually have to come up with some kind of punishment yeah. <laughs> because he's not listening. Right. So we sat down and what we did was we sat down like as a family and we made some house rules. Like we don't hit each other or the dogs. We don't call each other names like stupid. Stupid is not a word allowed in our house anymore. <laughs> I cannot handle the word stupid. So like this is the rule. And we let Noah come up with some rules. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, so what is the punishment going to be? We had to we had to explain to him what discipline was, like actions and consequences to those actions. And so he's like, well, I think maybe we should just go sit in the schoolroom. I mean, because it's his playroom, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, that can actually be a great punishment. Mm-hmm. So we're not calling it timeout, mm-hmm. but essentially that's what it is. But I'm not forcing him. I'm like, okay, you need to take some space and go and sit in your mm-hmm. schoolroom. And we'll tell Alexa to set a timer. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have five minutes in your school and then we're going to come out and talk because I needed something that was like a negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, did you read that article of the gospel coalition or the gospel something coalition on gentle parenting that was released last week? No, but I know that like Christians have it out for the gentle oh, parenting community right gosh. now. I read it and I'm in my head. I'm thinking it, cause it talked about, um, it basically called us all idiots and mm-hmm. said that, um, God wants us to use painful punishment yeah. on our children. I, okay I have such a hard time with this I think Christians have it all wrong I do too and here's why because the rod is not consistent with hitting your child in scripture and I maybe should post some kind of blog about this but I've done such a deep dive into what the rod actually was and it was a gentle tool used in extreme circumstances to save sheep from harm to guide them and guide them and so and it was used by a shepherd and it was never intended for harm it was intended for protection and I think that when people use scripture like spoil spare the rod spoil the child um first of all it okay I'm not even gonna go down that route go do your own exegesis and all this stuff on on the biblical references involved um I did that and I am fully convinced that Jesus never commanded us to hit our children. No. So, um, 
we are very open about the fact that we're not going to judge you for what you want to do or what you don't want to do. But don't use when there's a group the of people that no. we identify with coming at us saying this is the only way, I don't agree with that. So, um, and I think sometimes we just like blindly hear something and we don't look into it ourselves yeah. and we just use that as an excuse to do what's easy. I think it's easy to hit your kid. Because I think that it gets their attention and I think it makes them scared and I think it makes them want to obey you out of fear. And that's not the goal. When we're parenting, we want our children to ask the hard questions. I don't want my child to blindly obey me or anybody. No. I want them to be skeptical enough to ask questions and to come to an understanding of things on their own. And so with Sunny, um, she's a very sensitive soul and I have wanted to steward that as best as I possibly can. Um, and up until probably two months ago, we didn't have any form of discipline yeah. in place. And I also like to clarify discipline is about teaching and it's not about punishment. No. So we're trying to teach our kids. We're not trying to get them to just fear us. No. Yeah, and 100%. so there's a big difference that takes a lot of effort. I think it's hard to teach your kids all of the things and why <laughs> behind all of the yeah. things. What I do for Sunny is I, um, talk through things with her if she's disobeying I I tell her hey I just want you to know this is not what you're supposed to be doing right now and I give her a minute to see what she's going to do if she does something the same way again or I see that it's a deliberate thing I say hey I just asked you not to do that I see that you're not able to listen right now I need you to go sit on your bed read a book and come back downstairs and we're going to talk and the reason I do this is because I don't want to yell at her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything that I don't mean. Words are far more damaging than even actions are. So I'm talking about hitting your kid. Don't yell at your kid. Mm-hmm. Because when you're yelling at them consistently, we all have horrible times. We all have bad moments. I'm not saying I'm perfect. But um, that psychologically does more harm than physical punishment sometimes. Um, so I think sometimes there's moms that like, I'm not going to hit my kid, but I'm going to scream at them mm-hmm. and get their attention. You're doing just as much damage. Um, and so I tell her that and I'm like sometimes very stern about it. Sometimes I'm just annoyed because we're trying to leave and it's just not the time to do this, but I'm trying to be consistent. Go sit on your bed. We both get a minute to think, to calm down. Mm -hmm. She can come back downstairs when she's done reading her book and she's never once been upset about that. So I don't know what I'm going to do if she gets to a point where she's like, I don't want to read my, you know, right now she just like drops what she's doing and she goes upstairs and reads a book. And so she comes back down and I say, okay, why, why did you have to go upstairs? Oh, because I hit Benny. Okay. Yeah. And do you know why you're not supposed to hit Benny? Cause I want her to understand yes, the, in- the intricacies of it. Yeah. Because he could bite me and he could hurt me. He could hurt you really badly. Yeah. He's an animal. Yeah. And we walk through all these things. Yeah. And once she has a genuine understanding for something, I see her doing it less. Yeah. We're, it's basically the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Noah's is his school room because that's where all of his toys are. Mm-hmm. So, Noah, you need to go take some space. Mm-hmm. You need to go sit in your school room for a minute mm-hmm. or whatever. And I tell Alexa and he comes out because um, Noah needs to hear the timer. And then he comes out and we talk. And one of the things in addition to that that you probably do too, but I want to talk about is if it's something that he did to somebody else, which usually it is, it's mm-hmm. like a dog or it's mm-hmm. Lily or whatever. How did that make them feel? Yes. You need mm-hmm. to teach your kids mm-hmm. empathy mm-hmm. Um, because if no one knows, if he can put himself in Lily's position to say, oh, I was running too fast or whatever. I did whatever I wasn't supposed to be doing and she fell and hit her face. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and how would I feel if that was me? Mm-hmm. He's not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that I think is like a really important step. And you step. teach empathy a lot of times by modeling it too. Yep. So if there is a situation where, um, you know, your kid is, your kid hurts, uh, uh, my, my kid is hurting our dogs a lot. And so <laughs> it's like if she were to hit them or, you know, she chases them and tries to grab their tail, I immediately intervene and I pay no attention to her mm-hmm. and I go directly to the dog and I'm sure someday a sibling and I'll say oh and I and I overemphasize oh my gosh Benny that was probably so ouchy mm-hmm. are you okay and I model what empathy looks like oh what can I do to help you like and then a her behavior is not getting the attention the yeah. one who got hurt is yeah and b she's able to model in that situation oh when someone gets hurt it affects them and I need to check in Mm -hmm. and so instead of being like and I never will be like oh go apologize go say you're sorry I'll say what can we do to make him feel better yeah do you want to check in on him and see what we should do to make him feel better and like put the ball in her court to figure Mm -hmm. it out yeah no I love that I love that when you, you I feel like a lot of times what I've noticed when people use like corporal punishment is their kids are trained to do something to get out of the situation yes so that's the reaction you're going to get and there's never going to be a reason behind it jesse and i don't hit our kids we are not heavy yellers Mm -hmm. um and i honestly our children are very emotionally intelligent yeah and they're very well behaved very sweet i do not have problems with noah Mm -hmm. it is not often Mm -hmm. that he needs to go sit into the Mm school and i will also say we set those family rules Mm -hmm. so if i say stupid i go sit in the school (laughs) it's like a family rule we made a family rule because i was so adamant that word needed to be erased from our vocabulary Mm -hmm. that i made it like a thing so now noah's the stupid police if anyone says stupid around him so so we can't say stupid (laughs) that is so funny i needed that word erased um where is that green dress from? Jesse's green dress is from Free People. It's actually from Anthropology. <laughs> oh, I thought you I said told Free you People. Wrong. I know. It's from Anthro. It's really cute. And it's the most amazing material. It's like a muslin blanket. I know. I yeah. know. I love that. Um, I just got one that's white. It's like a cream and it's that same material Beautiful. from the Worth Collective. It's really I cute. I love that. Uh, co-sleeping while pregnant. I didn't do that. So you can go on that. Okay. If you can, buy a bigger bed. Yeah. If you have a king size bed, that's great. Um, you're going to want to feel like you have your space. Also, a pregnancy pillow, not only for your comfort, but also for your space. So it kind of serves as like a barrier mm-hmm. between you and your toddler so that you might you might run hot. Like I have a really bad heat intolerance when I'm pregnant and I get really hot overnight and I just don't want to snuggle. Um, but also your your toddler won't be kicking your belly or doing anything that kind of makes you like cringe in the night. Um, if those things aren't working, I would start having your husband sleep in a separate room with your toddler so that your cat, your child is still having that adult connection. Um, but you're still getting good rest. Yeah. And before you come at me, it's a season. You're going to deliver your baby and then you're going to figure out something else and then your babies are going to grow up and you'll figure out something else. But for the time being, if you need some rest and your toddler's on top of you and you're pregnant, ask your husband to just go sleep in their room with them mm-hmm. or like put them down. Or if they do come in, you know, your husband puts them back to bed and then comes back in bed or whatever. Yeah. That'd be my advice. It's exhausting though. Keep it up. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> when did you start to feel confident in motherhood? Um, when I stopped listening to what I was supposed to be doing and I did what my gut told me to do literally overnight, I decided 
this is really dumb that my child is crying because he wants to be in my arms and I'm forcing him to sleep in a bassinet next to my bed. I'm just going to bring him in my bed. Yeah. Literally overnight. And then everything changed. I felt so confident telling everybody to shut the heck up, to leave their opinions out of my head. And maybe, you know, I'm non-confrontational. So I'm not saying that out loud. But when someone tells me a story <laughs> now, I can separate their experience from my own intuition. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I felt like when I was pregnant with Noah, I would ask questions about the way people mother. And then I was taking that to heart. You know what I mean? Totally. And then comparing myself. Yeah. Um, and I just stopped doing that one day mm-hmm. and then it's been the best. I love that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to be like, I've always been confident, but I really did feel like the minute that I, they placed Sunny in my arms that I like knew what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't know why. And so I don't really yeah. have, I don't really have advice for that, but I would say be calm, just be confident. You Practice just have to choose, be, you have to just choose yeah. to be confident. You have to choose that you know what's best and you mm-hmm. have to like, believe that with your whole heart Mm -hmm. and just and you have to practice actually doing what your gut is telling you Mm -hmm. to not do the things that is mainstream maybe Mm -hmm. sometimes because your gut is telling you to do something different the more you follow your intuition the more confident you're gonna be because I think like you watch things play out yeah you like and it's like the Holy Spirit, your intuition, like, I don't really know where they like intersect and what's what sometimes, but I do know that like, I know they're kind (laughs) of interchangeable, but like once you listen to that still small voice and I'm going to say this and I'll cut it out if my friend doesn't want me to share this, but like her son needed brain surgery this weekend and every single doctor that she talked to, she got multiple MRIs and everybody was saying he was fine. And she knew he wasn't yeah, fine. Something is not And right. so she kept pressing and kept pressing and kept pressing until she was like, give him a brain surgery. And he has a history of hydrocephalus. So there's some other mm-hmm. stuff like he has a shunt. Um, and they went in there and they found something wrong. Ugh, and I just think that like I told her the minute they got out of surgery, I was like, you are amazing. Yeah. You knew your baby. Yeah. You knew. And it's like. 10 out of 10 times, you know your child better than a doctor. And the more that you follow that, the Holy Spirit's guidance, your intuition, whatever, like you see, wow, that was right. Yeah. Hmm. He was right about that. Hmm. That, that still small voice was, mm-hmm. was accurate. You learn yeah. to trust it more and you learn to care less about anybody who's not that still small voice. But also I wonder by us following the spirit's nudges Mm -hmm. does the spirit trust us more he does is the spirit more willing to give us those nudges more frequently more powerfully Oh, and that's biblical because you can actually silence the voice of the holy spirit by ignoring him build a wall yes every decision you make that Mm -hmm. ignores him you're building Mm -hmm. a wall because you're just like he's not going to force himself on you if you're not walking in tune with him and i just think if he knows all truth i always say this like why do we not take him up on that yeah. like okay so what do you know and what do i need to know yeah. and how do i navigate this situation he's always going to respond yeah so i think just trusting that making those decisions and then you're like hey i've got this yeah and when i don't he does i agree what is the story behind your friendship um my husband's a chiropractor and I got pregnant in January of 2021 or 22, 21, 22, 22. Okay. January of 2022. My due date was like February 12th or something. No, no, we miscarried. <laughs> no. Okay. Pause. No. <laughs> Do you want me to tell <laughs> rewind, rewind. 
No, we had the same due date. It was like February and mm-hmm. I had. But Brady had kept saying like, you need to hang out with my wife. And you yeah. know, like people just like say that and you're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But like he kept saying he it. makes me friends a lot in the office. I have a lot yeah. of friends from the office, but we got we got pregnant at the same time. Yeah. And we had like a due date within like a week of each other. Mm-hmm. OK. And I reached out to you. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're pregnant. Same time. Mm-hmm. Brady told me like. We should, you know, maybe meet up. Mm-hmm. You lost your baby like three days after we sent mm-hmm. that message. And I didn't, you messaged me that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's so mm-hmm. awful. And here we are a couple of weeks later, I lost my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like a month after I lost my baby, when I was like, I need people to relate to because nobody talks about miscarriage. I mean, maybe a little bit more now, but in my did world at that time, after our losses? we did. I, because I was so That's desperate, crazy. so desperate to connect to somebody on this because mm-hmm. I kept trying to connect to my friends who haven't had miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I need somebody who knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And I reached out and we met up at that place on Main Street. Black and House. Yeah. And we had dinner and it was like instant. Like, I don't, I just felt an instant connection to you because I, yeah, it, we I talked for so long we and did. there was like. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't weird at all. Like I no. just feel like we like knew each other and no. then we instantly got it kind of just stuff. like went like from there. We went, I feel we, like went we just got close really dates. fast. Yeah. We went on a few play dates with the kids. Yeah. Um and then I was at a conference cuz I had been itching so bad to start something and I was going to do like a concierge business um where people could book appointments with me as a chiropractor like online to give them advice on different things Mm -hmm. and I'm like maybe that's what I'll do maybe um I don't know I was like playing with it for like six months and we had went to the Lauren Daigle concert do you remember we went to the Lauren Daigle concert I just reached out to Jesse and said hey this is on my birthday my husband's working do you want to come with me that was again I put myself out there and you reciprocated and um I think I told you that night, like, hey, I just got back from this conference and, and I think I'm going to start my own concierge business. Yeah. And then the next conference I went to was like two weeks later. Mm-hmm. It just hit me like, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. I'm going to start a podcast and I want Jesse to do it with me. And I have yeah. in my note, I sent you a picture of my notes from that conference. I loved that. <laughs> with like I know. all the things I wanted. And, and, um, and then I text you. I'm like, hey, can I come over and talk to you? Like, She's like, I have a notebook yeah. and a pen. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> About a business idea. Yeah. And then I sat down, like we were just like b- a budding relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, do you want to do a podcast again? <laughs> yeah. Again, I put myself out there and yeah, we started. Totally. And I think through our podcast, we became friends, but mm-hmm. also like outside Mm-hmm. it's been more it feels more like family to me honestly totally I've never gotten like so close to a friend so fast yeah. like we just had like our one year friend anniversary yeah. like <laughs> or I guess podcast anniversary yeah, it was a podcast but like still we've known each other for less than two years yeah. oh and yeah. you're my best friend yeah. and that's just like that is God's hand unheard of God's hand yes he said you two need each other yeah here you go and I think it's just really fun to see that you can like it's never too late to find a best friend no. you know like no. I think that's what's really cool about it is we're not in college anymore we're not yeah. like working the, like yeah this just happened the way that it did yeah. and like follow up on those things because yeah. they happen for a reason Brady yeah. was saying that for a reason yeah we felt I felt close enough to you to share How that I was you? having a miscarriage for a reason how did you find Brady um 
there was a girl heather heather yeah she was posting all about gonstead Mm -hmm. and i was like i've had migraines my whole life i've got to figure this Mm -hmm. out and i've been going to a chiropractor my whole life but she swears this one is different Mm -hmm. and then i look it up and it's a minute down the street from my house (laughs) and i'm like this talk about the lord i was like perfect and then like a year and a half later I'm completely free of migraines yeah. and headaches yeah. and dizziness. Yeah, all the things. Perfect. Yeah, this was like, yeah, a good friendship for multiple reasons, yeah. right? Um, tips for intimacy while co-sleeping. I, I feel passionate about this one because I feel like that's the biggest trope is like if you're co-sleeping, you can't have sex. 100% you can have sex yeah. when you're co-sleeping. Um, there are so many places to have sex that are not That's your our favorite thing to say. We're like... Do you understand that there are multiple rooms to a yeah. house? And also, okay, so the, the, your problem might be, well, I need to lay down with my baby. Lay with your baby until they fall asleep mm-hmm. and then get Roll up and away. go. Mm-hmm. You, and I have a monitor. Like, we don't use it a ton. Well, I use it during Lily's naps, but we don't obviously use it at night a lot. But I'll put the monitor on if that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want her to roll out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Noah, it got to a point where we were putting him in his crib and then I would pull him into my bed when I when I went to bed. Yeah. That way I didn't have to worry about him rolling. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, yeah, in our rental house, oh, my gosh. Like, our kitchen counter, our couch, <laughs> the bedroom floor, the closet, mm-hmm. the shower, like – so many places. don't eat food off of amanda's kitchen <laughs> counter <laughs> noted <laughs> no but seriously like just get creative yeah, and yeah put your baby so down fun. roll away figure it out because yeah. it's important and it is and like i said i feel like a lot of times with co-sleeping you're kind of touched out mm-hmm. and men and women have different needs when it comes to intimacy and there's always going to be give and take don't always make the one your husband be the one that's like take, uh, giving. You know what I mean? That he is sacrificing his connection so that you can feel connected. It needs to go both ways. Yep. So, yeah. anyways, it's not. It's definitely. I'm not gonna lie and say like, oh, it's like when we were first engaged. And no, you have we to were choose for marriage, because you're <laughs> often very tired. <laughs> yeah. it you're is a often choice. very tired. It's not like pencil it in by any means, yeah. but it is like I miss you. I want to feel connected. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Find a good lube. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> um, let's do one more. And then you guys, we are going to do a part two. I think a part, I think we've done like half. Maybe I don't think I can bear another like transitioning out of co-sleeping question. So why? Because we answer those every day I'm on our right, page. Right. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not to that yet. So, oh, we already talked about discipline. Mm-hmm. Any tips that work really well for you? My word for the year is peace. Book recommendations. The Holy Bible. No, I'm not. Oh my gosh. I was going to say that. (laughs) I'm not even joking. But but also, okay, Lisa Turkish, one of my favorite authors, and also Anne Voskamp. You cannot read any of their books and not feel peace, especially their audiobooks. And if you're feeling like there's like tension in your life, Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa, such a good book. Um, I've been reading I was literally going to say yeah, the, Bible. the Bible. The Bible is all about peace. It's just about Jesus and peace. And that's my favorite book to read in the whole wide world. <laughs> I love it so much. I read it every single day. And I've read it so many times over and over. And I feel so peaceful. I feel so peaceful every single time. No, but um, I'm re- I've been reading Emma's for Mama. I've heard I, you are like uh, the third person who has said something about this book to so me. It's so good. It is so good. It is all about stepping into your own motherhood, not being a mediocre mom mm-hmm. and just like it's just a vibe. It's a really good book. I really like it. It's okay, a, it's by awesome. a mom. She's an Instagram influencer actually and she has 10 kids. Amazing. <laughs> I hope I'm not getting that confused with my wild and free homeschooling book. 
I might be. Anyways, it's great. <laughs> M is for mama. It's really great. But yeah. the Bible also very great. And I think um, the Bible is so great because every single time you read the Bible, you come away with different things because yeah. your perspective has changed mm-hmm. since the last time you've read it. So you get into your the scripture. The word is living and active. It is. Yeah. And it, it applies to your life in every season in a different way. So even though you've read mm-hmm. the Bible before, reading it again, you're going to pull different stuff from it completely. Yeah. And I really love like getting different versions of the Bible. Like King James is my favorite version of the Bible because this is the reason why King James is the fir- my favorite version of the Bible mm-hmm. because it's written in English that you can, s- that still has multiple meanings. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, and there's like a whole translation history with it. It's like the least translated English yes, version of the Bible mm-hmm. that we have. So like it's least translated from this word that could have 10 different meanings. Mm-hmm. And then now this word maybe could have five different meanings mm-hmm. versus if you're reading the Bible in plain English, you can't really translate mm-hmm. that. You can't pull different meanings mm-hmm. out of it. And that's not actually true. You probably mm-hmm. could, but I just find it very easy with the King yeah. James version to pull yeah. multiple meanings out of, um, one single word. And, um, find like a good podcast or a study because there are things like, I love to know like the history of like what was going on when this was written, Mm -hmm. who wrote this and like, what was his personality? Like, so I can kind of see what was being pulled in from the Mm -hmm. time because that completely turns the meaning of a verse for me. And, Mm -hmm. and when we're talking about like disciplining our kids, like that, I think is also an important aspect to look at it. What was going on at the time that this was written by a human being? Mm -hmm. Yes, a prophet, but a human being, Mm -hmm. um, like what was popular in their day? Like Mm -hmm. what was the historical happenings around? And there are so many verses and I'm actually writing a devotional right now. And so it takes a lot of what you're talking about, where if I'm going to pick a verse, I need to know the entire chapter and I need to know the context and the history and who's writing this and why. And there are so many verses in the Bible that were spoken to the disciples, for example, that were for the disciples Mm -hmm. and only for the disciples. (laughs) And I think that we like take it and we're like, this is for us right now. And this is why it applies. And I will say like, Yes, it, there is a lot in the Bible that is like completely applicable to right now. And it's all good for like yeah. teaching and all preaching and all of that, that whole verse. But I will say you need to like use discernment when you're reading scripture. Yes. And there are some really like you love the King James. Have you ever read the Passion Translation of the Bible? It's only available for the New Testament, but like so beautiful. Yes. And it's just so fun. There are like. That was the other thing I was going to say. There's, if you go on your Bible app, there are so many plans on there and you can just like select plans for what you need. So that person that said peace, look for a plan about peace. Mm-hmm. When I was going through miscarriage, I was looking through for pa- plans for loss and then pregnancy after loss. There were plans for pregnancy after loss. There's plans for raising toddlers. There's anything you could think of. There's a plan yeah. on there. Like right now I'm doing the Bible in a year. So yeah. I'm on my plan is like four different chapters on there. Um, And you don't even have to like, if you'd rather read your physical Bible, it just like kind of gives you the scriptural references and then it has some kind of Devo or something attached to it. But I say that because it's the most easy, accessible, like option for moms. Just hop on your Bible app and click a plan and play it out loud while you drink your coffee and watch your kids play. And tell me that doesn't make your life astronomically better. Somebody asked me what my favorite Bible verse was and I didn't have like... I don't know if I sent them my most favorite, but I literally just opened because I am a, I write in my scriptures mm-hmm. um, and I have a lot of like pap- paper versions so I can highlight in color and do all the kinds of things. And I get a new Bible every year so that I can, when I'm reading through it, I'm like, I'm highlighting it and writing in it with mm-hmm. today's Fresh perspective, mind, yeah. right? 
Um, so I'll just read a couple of those. I sent like a, a few and they're all peaceful, I think. There's one that has like a story behind it and I love it very much. So I was having a really hard time when Brady and I met and Brady's kind of the one that kind of introduced me to actually reading scriptures. And I was literally having like a moment where I was so overwhelmed with life that I was going to cry and I opened up my Bible app and I just literally, I'm like, I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm just going to scroll. I'm going to pick a book and then I'm going to scroll. And I'm going to pick a verse. And I landed on this verse and it was, it's like probably one of the most famous Bible verses in the world. It's Joshua one nine. Mm-hmm. Have not I commanded thee be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid. Be neither thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And mm-hmm. then I cried for a really long time because mm-hmm. like I just needed that one actual verse right Mm -hmm. there and it came to me Mm -hmm. and it was so beautiful and I just love that verse so much Mm -hmm. that's peaceful because God's always with you wherever you go even in the hard stuff I wrote I'm just laughing at myself because I wrote that verse on my basketball shoes in college (laughs) on your basketball (laughs) shoes oh here's one that I that I found that um it was funny because I found this one when we were going through our first viral reel (laughs) it's John 15 18 she's like all the hard moments of my life when people <laughs> were being mean. Do you know what this one is? John 15, 18. If the world hate you, you know that it <laughs> Take hated heart. me. It hated me first. It hated you. Yeah. How perfect is that? That's one of my favorite verses. Take heart. It hated me first. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay. Right. Um, but seriously, open up your Bible. <laughs> I remember I, I, I like looked at Amanda and I was like, why do we think like if Jesus was perfect and he was killed... Why do I ever think that I'm not going to experience mean, aggressive comments or people in my life? We just won't. There's no way to escape it because he was perfect and he got killed. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it was God's plan, it's still like, yeah, that's a tall order. Yeah, I know. I love when you said that to me, it was like exactly what I needed Mm -hmm. to hear. And I still spent the whole next morning sobbing in my kitchen. Yeah, it still doesn't make it easy because it's not fun. Like we want to be liked, but we're not, we're just not going to be by everyone. That's great. But hey, if you're listening, you probably like us. So (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. And I hope I don't offend you like I do the rest of the internet. (laughs) I I feel like there's like a lot of people in my life who are like kind of close to me that don't listen to our podcast, which is kind of weird. I don't know. And I try not to get bothered about it, but like, I think that that's true. I don't actually know anybody that listens to our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Like none of my friends and family do. Isn't that weird? Though? I mean, my friends, my new like, friends. How do I? How do. do I not get offended by that? Like, like Bailey's probably listening to this right now <laughs> as we're talking, and I freaking love her. And I, I like my new friends; they all listen to it. But, but isn't I don't know. I'm like, at what point are you like? Do you listen to my podcast? Like, do you even? Care? We had a message from somebody that said like you. You talk a lot about like your family trauma. Like, how does your family react? And I'm like, well, they don't hear it, so they, <laughs> they don't listen. Don't listen. <laughs> I actually think I th- I know my sister listens, and I think my mom might. I know she watches our reels, but yeah, it's just kind of funny where you have like really good friends, and you're like, hi. <laughs> we have this whole try thing not that to be offended. <laughs> I know, and I feel like none of my family, like our friends from home, like really even know what we do. So then I was posting that. You know, our Spotify wrapped. Yeah. I posted that and then I got in trouble for bragging because I'm like, I was proud. I'm like, you guys don't even know that think, we have a podcast. I think that's what it comes down to is like, this is a lot of time, effort, work, thought, intention. It's like, it's time away from our kids. It's planning. Yeah. It's creative time that could be used elsewhere. Yeah. Like we're pouring 
so much into this yeah. and not to mention pouring our hearts out yeah. to all these people who Being we don't even know are going vulnerable. to be listening. <laughs> and I think that that's just a really vulnerable thing. And you want to hear from like the people in your life. Hey, yeah. you're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, but no. I don't know, for some reason, the Lord didn't surround me with a ton of like words of affirmation people. And I'm always like, can someone, <laughs> can someone tell me I'm doing a good job? I think I'm doing a good job, but I don't know. Can someone tell me I'm doing a good job? Like, that'd be great. <laughs> Well, we're working on not being offended together i know i send you giant long paragraphs I know. you're very words. encouraging <laughs> so honestly you yeah you've been like one of the sole reasons i've even survived this season <laughs> and like ever since we met because you met me in the worst time of my life well mm. same for yeah. you but yeah. yeah how cool that we're on the other end of that yeah i know sitting across from each other still I remember being so nervous about recording like our miscarriage remember we were talking about miscarriages and we were both pregnant and we're like sweating and we're like, yes. why are we doing this? It was, in, but it was when I was about to move and we had the yeah. kitchen table in uh-huh. the room. Yeah. We've come a long way. Yeah. Go back and watch those reels. <laughs> if you're a new follower. <laughs> yeah. Those are something. The and if you. content's still great. If you've just been the there since then, we love you. Yes. Thanks so for much. being here. You're not here for the viral reels. Life. You're here because you care. <laughs> but we're gonna do a part two because we got through maybe a third of these questions yeah um and we want to honor all of you guys so and some we of will... them are repeat so we'll pull out the repeats and i yeah. think we can get through it in a part two yeah and then we will dive into probably more structured or we'll just keep doing q a's what do you we think? need to actually sit down and plan. we're gonna do that this weekend <laughs> right we did yeah. you yes. talk to brady okay let's go talk to him <laughs> Hey, we'll we'll have a plan one of these days, but we are having an event soon, and we'll get back to you about the yeah. details for that you too. You guys, two postpartum moms, it's hard. We're doing our best with two kids, and I think we're doing really good because we're at least consistently doing this. Hey, we have a whole podcast, yeah, that is released every week, mm-hmm. except for that one week that wasn't released because <laughs> I was so so not in good shape. But that's pretty good. I mean, a lot of postpartum moms don't have to do a podcast. No, every week, like and we they still definitely don't, and we definitely don't need to be up at. 9 30 p.m with makeup on either but here we are i know i have to put lipstick on before we record because i feel like my lips disappear on this camera (laughs) i know this is like this is a harsh camera talk about being postpartum in front of a camera i'm like what is going on okay well anyways um thanks for listening this was an hour and 15 minutes and that's actually not too bad no that isn't that's here we are i don't even think that's our longest no that's not it's nothing you haven't seen anything yet All right, see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember that you were chosen to be the mother of your children. And you are exactly where you need to be. See See you you next week. week.